Hey there, it's your boy Ike with another episode of Create or Die. And we gotta celebrate. This is episode number 20. Can you believe it? 20 episodes. The haters, they said it couldn't be done, but here we are, showing them that being creative is is worth something, you know? We're not just a commodity. And guess what? Even you, you listening to this right now thinking, I'm just listening to this because my spouse made me or my friend suggested it. Yeah, you too are creative. Believe it. All you have to do is verbalize it. And the fact that you're a human being makes you creative. And like any other muscle, you got to work it. And on this little program, Create or Die, we try to inspire those of you who are creative muscle gym rats and those who maybe haven't been in a while. We're here for you. Now, today's episode, it's a good one. It is a good one. I know I say it all the time, and you probably get sick of hearing it. But yeah, this is another good episode of Create or Die. So, buckle up and get ready to learn a little bit about everything. Because today's guest is... Uh, kind of a kindred spirit of mine. He's a generalist. He's he's not afraid of uh, of anything creative. He'll take a stab at it. You know, he got his start at uh, Universal Studios, working on uh, the internet, and then on the company website. And throughout all that, rubbed shoulders with uh, some of the movie professionals, making movie magic. And now, some 20 years later, he's working movies for us at MX, my current employer, our current employer. So, you know, it's not just it's not just movies and rainbows over here. We talk about hard stuff. You know, we talk about things that uh, may you you may not agree with, and that's okay. And I may you know, trip over my words from time to time. You might say, what, this guy thinks he can do a podcast? Yeah, he's doing it. Do you think you can be creative? Just do it. You can be. That's what we're going to do. So let's just uh, just roll up our sleeves, get our creative on, and let's do this. Okay, Jeff. Well, thanks for agreeing to do this little podcast with me. Thanks for having me. Yeah, you bet. So we've worked together for a little while, and our... Our uh, our stories go back even before you and I met each other. We uh, we both lived in uh, the Sacramento area at different times. But, Sac town, yeah, you know, yeah. Know some different people there, so that's a fun little connection to make. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, you've been here in Utah for several years. Moved here in 2003. So okay, twenty that's twenty years. Yeah, wow, this that's is the twentieth year. Two decades. So I've officially been here longer than I have been in California. Okay. <laughs> That's a big milestone. Yeah, Congratulations. Yeah. Um, so, you know, this this little podcast we have here is all about creating. Mm-hmm. And you are a designer slash uh, video extraordinaire here at 
at our current place of employment, MX. Mm-hmm. But tell me a little bit more about other ways you, you might create. Um, I started doing photography pretty young. Um, did slide film, uh, Polaroids and all that. And then when I got into high school, uh, my high school in California was actually... I, I think we got grant money, and okay. so it was the largest dark room in California. That's sweet. Um, we had like 12 stations uh, to develop film. We had enlargers. We had all like the chemical baths. Yeah. We rolled our own film. Um, so I learned like the classical way to shoot black and white film on, on old cameras, and I would develop it on, on the enlarger. That's cool. Um, so I loved doing that. That was a lot of fun. Um, and then around the same time in high school... Um, I I was a big computer nerd. Yep. Uh, so I I got really into the internet. Um, this was geez, ninety four, ninety five, <laughs> when when having the internet just didn't happen. Oh, um, yeah. yeah, I was mooching off my uncle's uh, CompuServe account. Yeah, think, <laughs> yeah. Um, so I I kind of talked the the high school that I went to into letting me do their web page. Oh, nice. In exchange for having home internet. That's a good deal. Yeah. Um, I didn't know how to make web pages. <laughs> <laughs> so it was a really good deal. Uh, but I taught myself HTML. Uh, oh, nice. I, I went and got some books. I was like 16 or 17 at the time. Uh, and hand-coded some web pages in, in Notepad. And there was a free Microsoft, I, I think it was image ready or Sounds well right. something like yeah. that it was a free tool <clears throat> that mm-hmm. you could download and and do design and i got really good at that um but for me it was i was trying to teach myself to code and i, I wanted to be a hacker and yeah i thought that was <laughs> the cool thing at the time um so design was just a complete accident it was a, it was an aside so that my web pages didn't look like crap yeah um, so I was I was really into that, and then the video stuff kind of came later. Mm-hmm. Um, my first job, I'm jumping around all over the place. Go for it. <laughs> but my first job um, out of college was at Universal Studios, oh, and wow. so I was on the lot doing design, but I was surrounded by film people, yeah. and um, that was that was an amazing education. I was able to have great mentors and, and work with cool people and kind of learn cameras in the industry and and all that fun stuff i had no idea that's super cool yeah so let's just recap here so photography it's not just your digital run-of-the-mill dslr experience you've you started classically with Mm -hmm. with getting your hands dirty chemicals darkroom the whole nine yards that's awesome yeah and then uh yeah i had no idea about the the web experience at high school and and uh, Universal Studios, so super cool. Um, tell tell us a little bit more about uh, maybe from Universal Studios to how you got to where you are today. Well, it was interesting because when when I was going to college, I was going for computer science. Okay. I, I wanted to be a coder. I was learning like C. I was learning Linux um, operating systems and networking and. Yeah. I was really into that, and like I said, I was also coding web pages. Mm-hmm. Um, so when I had the interview at Universal, I had a friend that got hired there as a coder, and they were looking for someone to, to do their uh, intranet site, nice. which is another thing that doesn't really exist anymore. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
And so I went down and interviewed, and I got the job, and I thought I was being hired to be the, the back-end coder. Okay. And I showed up my first day at the job, and it, it was, here's your Mac, here's Photoshop, you're the designer, and <laughs> holy crap. So I, I bought some books, and I've been faking it ever, ever since. since. <laughs> um, so I was, I was there for five years. I, they hired me to be the intranet designer. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were kind of our own team, and then I got absorbed into, it was called the Universal Online Team. Okay. And they did all, like, the movie websites. They did UniversalStudios.com. So I worked with that team for about a year, and then they had um, a huge round of layoffs because oh, of the yeah. dot-com bust. This sure. was 2001, I think, Okay. Um, where everything just went belly up, and they, they laid off 80 people in wow. one day. And because our team also did the intranet, they're like, okay, we'll keep you guys. Yeah. And then now you're also in charge of UniversalStudios.com. Oh, wow. So I, I was in charge of doing the HTML and the design, all the back-end stuff for that. And I did that for a few years, and then we got bought by NBC. And I was like, this is just too much for me. And this is chaos. <laughs> yeah. So I, it was around that time I started kind of looking for for a new job and I just on a whim applied to something in Utah and and got the job. And uh, that was with um, a company owned by United Health Group and I I was hired as the the web design manager. Um, So I was there for about four years and I mean, web was my focus for a long time. I did a lot of web design, managed those teams. Um, And then that lasted about till 2008 and that's when the next economy crash hit right that was fun. and uh that was a rough time to be a designer mm-hmm. it seemed like uh it was really hard to to find a job so i kind of started doing freelance design i, okay. I started my own like company really and i would either sit in-house at a company being a creative director or i would do freelance yeah. from home um and that kind of led me to falling into different agencies mm-hmm. where they would hire me to come in-house and from there, I, I started learning print design and logo design and branding design and uh, doing YouTube and video and photography. And it just really rounded out my design education mm. coming from a computer nerd background to kind of doing web design. Yeah. And now I'm doing, you know, official graphic design. And that was, it wasn't something that I ever saw myself doing, yeah. but I loved it. It was, it was really fun. And, you know, like I said, I had, I had great mentors I had great education opportunities, and I was taught a lot, um, but it wasn't something I ever went to school for. Yeah, yeah. It's super cool. Well, in, in this day and age, you know, uh, school is great, and that can get you in the door for different things, but uh, if you're not the personality type that you demonstrated in that example there uh, uh, to go and find the information yourself mm. books back in the day now it's you know more YouTube YouTube yeah yeah, um, yeah you're not going to get where you need to go for sure so uh, yeah similar experience to you I, I never wanted to be a designer it was mm. you know animation or, or mm. illustration and, and then uh, the that time period, early two thousands, everything was web. That was yeah. where all the work was. Yeah. And so, yeah, um, Flash was kind of that transition from animation yeah. to web, and then uh, it was funny because because <laughs> back in the day, whenever I would show up to job interviews, and another designer would walk in, or I'd see other designers there to interview, and they'd have their big 
yeah. portfolio that they bring in the suitcase, I would think, oh, I know, I'm getting this job over them because I knew <laughs> right. digital. Like, yeah. I, I was a tech guy. Yeah, right. But but back then, you couldn't go to college and get a digital design degree. Yeah. It just it was all traditional illustration and. You know, design, they would show up with their nice portfolios all printed out on yeah. big, you know, 13 by 19 sheets, and they'd present that, and I would have my laptop, and I'd have my digital portfolio, mm-hmm. or I'd say, go to this website, mm-hmm. and it was it was a whole new ball game suddenly yeah. in, in design where people like me could compete because yeah. that stuff didn't exist five years before. That's awesome, yeah. yeah. Totally, totally. Um, and now, like the dot-com bubble and, and the 2008 uh, calamity, whatever you want to call it. Um, <laughs> we've got the 2022, 20, 23, kind of, I don't know, what are we going to call this? Uh, yeah, I don't even know what you call yeah, this. Yeah, Rift. Uh, There's lots of layoffs everywhere. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so this is this is my third third layoff I've, I've been through. Um, and, you, I've and you've survived all three. Or uh, was there one I didn't survive got... the one in 2008, but okay. I survived the one in 2000, 2001. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's it's rough being in that kind of environment. Um, but being able to to be flexible and you know having a skill set that you can kind of come in and do anything. Um, mm-hmm. I, I read a lot of um, like Reddit forums. There's a graphic design forum that I really like, and a lot of people will complain about. You know, this job listing wants a social media person and a video person and mm-hmm. a graphic design person and a marketing person all in one role, and they'll really get upset about it. Yeah. But that's kind of the reality of, of today is you need to know all these different tools to be able to compete. Agreed. Yeah. And it, it sucks when you're young and, and you're trying to, to focus, like, I just want to be a good designer. Yeah. But your company is asking you, okay, can you also edit this video or go take this picture? <laughs> To be able to kind of split yourself and be a drack of, jack of all trades, yeah. Um, but that's that's kind of what I've done yeah. in my career. Is um, when I first started, I I wanted to be um, a complete one man shop where someone would come to me and say, "I want this this web page," mm-hmm. and I wanted to be able to design it and code it and animate it and do mm-hmm. all the things that I could do myself. And that's not what ended up happening. Like I'm, I'm not a coder anymore. I don't yeah. do any of that back end stuff, but I do the photography and the video and the branding and the design and the web. Mm-hmm. So I kind of am a one man shop in a different way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that's a great point. And, and I've seen, I need to get into Reddit. I, I other forums, uh, LinkedIn or other mm-hmm. social platforms where people do get upset about, you know, these people are looking for that unicorn that yeah. doesn't exist. And it's like, well, no, there's, you know, like you said, jack of all trades. Um, but that that is the the way to survive yeah. in, in, in these types of environments. You know, it's it's like it's great to specialize in something, and that's what you want to do. And, and it doesn't mean you can't have one favorite part of the right, whole process. Yeah. But, but if you're looking to... Uh, stand out those those higher ups they're definitely going to be like if i if i have to keep one person i'm going to keep the person who can do all the things yeah yeah that's exactly it um especially after 2008 you know that was that was really hard um, getting laid off then and my my goal at that point was to become recession proof Hmm. 
And so that's when I started bringing in, you know, I'll have this client for design and this client for photography. And and I kind of balanced a few different clients Mm -hmm. at the same time where if I had lost one, I'd, I'd be okay. Um, but that was, that was my goal is, is just become so good at different aspects of design Mm -hmm. that I would always have a job. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Yeah. Take note. everybody. (laughs) (laughs) That's uh, two out of two, uh, utility knives, uh, Swiss army knives agree that that's the way to go. (laughs) Um, so with, with all of these abilities and, and, and you know, skill sets that you picked up over the years. Do you have a favorite, or or maybe there's a favorite process that transcends all of those different disciplines? A favorite part of the process? Um, I think something that transcends that process is just the straight up creative aspect of it. Mm-hmm. Um, working at an agency, we we would respond to creative briefs a lot, or or you know request for proposals where if someone would come to us and say. You know, we've got this big marketing campaign. What, what is your idea for it? Mm-hmm. So we'd spend two weeks coming up with a campaign. We would think of the messaging. We would start designing. We would create banner ads or, or whatever. But the, the very beginning part of that was to sit in a conference room and just throw out every stupid idea that you could think of. Yeah. And even if they were completely stupid and, and we were just trying to make each other laugh, because, <laughs> right, right. I mean, that, what's the point if you're not making each other exactly. laugh? But um, we would just throw out anything. And, and sometimes a stupid idea would spur a good idea. or mm-hmm. um, And we would just whiteboard for, for a few hours. And, and that, was, that was what I lived for. Yeah. I mean, that was so much fun to just, just be creative w- with other people that, also enjoyed that process yeah um and and starting from that like saying okay here's the idea here's what we want to go do here's how it's going to be creative or different okay now let's figure out how to execute that yeah Yeah. and whether that's okay we're going to go out and take a picture we're going to go into photoshop and design something or we're going to go record a video or Mm -hmm. we're going to sit down and write messaging it it was the creative idea that spawned everything after that and and i loved that process yeah, no, agree. I'm, I'm agreeing with you too much. I need to <laughs> hardball push back. All like, right, what all about right. this? No, no, that, <laughs> I, I really enjoy that, and that's something that uh, now that I know that you enjoy that process, uh, I think we've got some good opportunities here at our current place yeah. where we can implement that and get back to it. Because that's something we did earlier on, uh-huh. um, but then got away from it. it was more prescribed yeah. uh, stuff. And but, I mean, the difference yeah. between in-house and agency this is something that people talk a lot about in design yeah um agency you always have varied work mm-hmm. you know you, you don't know what your day is going to look like day-to-day basis um but you get really good at being um flexible and, and kind of dealing with uncertainty mm-hmm. whereas in-house you get a lot of time to really refine and brainstorm and, mm-hmm. and be creative and just own your brand but you kind of miss out on that varied work or, yeah. or you get stuck in okay this is just this is how we do things now yeah. so you don't need to brainstorm anymore mm-hmm. you know but it would be cool to just kind of um, take a step back and say okay is this the right way can we change this up can we brainstorm new and fun ways to do things yeah um, 
so yeah. you don't get stuck in that in-house rut. Yeah, because you don't necessarily have to be reinventing your brand collateral, the the logo, the colors, the yeah. identity all the time, but yeah. you could uh, get together and, and brainstorm about what's a different angle we can approach this from, uh, you know, we're... Uh, a fun commercial type video that we want to produce and mm-hmm. uh, it's a certain audience that will respond well to that versus the traditional kind of corporate buttoned up yeah yeah, yeah. stuff so yeah we're just uh planning our, our next quarters worth of work here <laughs> don't mind us it's a working podcast session <laughs> yeah exactly hey that, that's the way to do it um so after you know you've been around for 20 plus years uh working in in the industry either for a studio like uh, universal or Mm -hmm. agency Mm -hmm. freelance in-house um for you know we've given some advice as far as being a swiss army knife Uh, do you have any other advice for someone out there that maybe is looking to break into the creative world um a couple things like I think some people get into the creative industry thinking, okay, I'm going to sit behind a computer or I'm going to you know, use whatever tool to, to design and create all day. Mm-hmm. And, and any job you have, there's going to be admin work or, or what I call ditch digging work where <laughs> it, it, that's just part of the job. Like the worst part of being a creative is, is tracking your hours. Sure. I, I hate that. Everyone hates that. <laughs> We're not numbers people. Like, yeah. I sucked at math in high school, and and I don't want to do math at all. Right. Uh, but that's that's part of the job. Um, and and another like soft skill um, that's really good to have is being able to present. Mm. Um, part part of being a creative is is selling your idea mm-hmm. and and coming in to the client and saying, this is what I envision, and this is why it will work, or this is how we're going to execute it, and being able to sell that idea. Mm-hmm. Um, I've seen a lot of creatives go into meetings like that and say, okay, here's, here's the design. Mm-hmm. And then that's it. And, and the client's going to, well, that's what we're going to focus on then. Okay, well, we're going to talk about the design and why the design is good or, or it's not. Or not yeah. But you're not talking about the whole picture of, of how that design fits in. And, and once you kind of sell or, or you talk through the process, this is why I made this decision mm-hmm. or or because of the way your customers are, because of the way the industry is or the market is, this is why we went this direction or used you know, this messaging. And being able to walk through your process so that the client kind of gets a peek into the, to the, the back room of how you arrived there, mm-hmm. I've found that um, I can usually get them to agree with me. That's great. You know, yeah. I, I feel like when I go into a meeting and I present the entire story, not just here, here's the, you know, the Photoshop file or here's yeah. the picture we took yeah. of how we got there and how this is going to work. Hmm. Then they're, the, then they're bought into the vision yeah. and then they can say, okay, I see how that design fits in. And then they don't pick apart the design because they, they realize why you made the decisions you made. And so that, that was kind of a hard, um, lesson for me to learn, especially, um, 
coming in the industry, I was like 19 because I yeah. didn't I didn't go to college. Yeah. And being in the room with you know people that are my age now, so freaking old, <laughs> um, you know, 40 year olds or 50 year olds who have been doing this for a long time, and there here's this 19 year old kid saying, "This is how you should make your multi million dollar company look." Yeah. There, there's a lot of anxiety and nervousness sure. around that, but you. Um, one one of the early things I did was I took a public speaking class. Okay. Because I sucked at that. I yeah. hated getting in. Like I was, I'm very introverted. I I don't like to talk if I don't have to. Yeah. I'm just gonna keep my mouth shut. <laughs> but walking into a room where I have to present a design idea, you need to own that room. Yeah. You need and people need to trust that you're the expert or you know what you're talking about mm-hmm, mm-hmm. or at least pretend to do so. <laughs> totally. Um, and so that's a skill that I don't think a lot of designers have. Um, yeah. one, one of the people on my team last year that, that got caught in the layoff, that was, um, he would come to me and say, like, you know, what can I work on? And that was the biggest thing that I recommended to him was, was learn how to drive a meeting. Mm. Like, learn how to um, set an agenda and say, this is what we're going to talk through. And then talk through it. And then say, "This is what we just talked through." Yeah. And and once you kind of cover that that story, then I think people are bought in. But it's it's really hard to learn how to do that. Yeah. No, that's excellent, excellent advice. And um, you know, I had to learn that the hard way. You go and you fail, and you did you know you took that uh, public speaking class, which I'm sure helped a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, but after taking that class, were you just perfect at it, or did you have your your failures? Uh... Oh, of course. <laughs> one of, one of the big things that I took away from that class it was really cool. Um, they had everyone prepare like a two minute presentation on whatever, and then they got in front of the room, and they would present, and then everyone would kind of judge you. Mm-hmm. But before they did that, they would ask the person, "How do you how do you think you did?" Okay. And every single person, oh, man, I, I messed up or I stuttered this one part or mm-hmm. I kind of rambled. And and to a person, the audience would say, oh, I didn't hear that. I didn't hear you stutter or I didn't yeah. know you were nervous or, wow, you sounded great. Hmm. And and the whole lesson was keep your secrets. Yeah. If you feel like you're messing up, don't say that out loud because like, yeah. people don't know that. They don't know what's going on in your head. So keep your secrets. If And people aren't paying as close of attention to what you're saying as you think they are or as you are yeah yeah um you you know people are really hard on themselves and and they think they have to be perfect and it's it's a dialogue but to also you know have that confidence to to assume like i'm the designer i've been doing this for years Mm -hmm. um my my advice is legitimate i went to school for this that's why you hired me was to come in here and give you this advice so to own it yeah, no, I like it, and something uh, I know I can work on all the time. Because, uh, like you, um, definitely more introverted, and would rather just be <laughs> behind the computer yeah. and make pretty pictures or right. whatever. <laughs> um, but uh, and I and I like that angle of of owning it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I imagine you know what while it definitely increases the chances of you being able to convince people there have been times I'm sure where people push back a little bit. And so my question to you, uh, is how far do you push? I really don't push. Um, 
what I do is I give my professional opinion yeah. or, or I'll give my best advice or I'll walk them through my process and this is why I think this will work and then leave it on them. Yeah. You know, if, if they're bought into it, great. If they're not, okay, let's talk through that. Why? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Why, why aren't you bought into it? And maybe there's something I hadn't considered or maybe there's something I didn't know or maybe they know their, their specific customer base better than I do sure. and they know this won't work because we've tried that before. Mm -hmm. um, and so I'll, I'll come in and offer, you know, my professional opinion, but when they start pushing back and they say, okay, I, I, it, it's a dialogue at that yeah. point. It's not me trying to convince you. It's, okay, how can we refine? Mm -hmm. how, how can we iterate and make this better or get it closer to what you have in mind? And then, it, and then it's, you know, a collaboration uh, between those two people. Because if, if I'm trying to sell them or convince them or push them, that's not going to work. Yeah. Um, so I, I start off saying, you know, this, this is what I've done in the past. This is what I've seen work. This is why I made these choices. Here's the project. Here's the design. Yeah. What, what are your thoughts? Mm -hmm. Nine times out of 10. Okay. I, I see your process. That's great. Yeah. That 10th time where they, they say, no, I, I don't like it. Mm -hmm. Then that's, that's your opportunity to, to collaborate and, yeah. have a dialogue about why and i've had clients in the past you know freelance or or you know when i'm working at an agency sometimes it's okay uh we're not going to see eye to eye yeah you know like i'm I'm not the right choice for you then because yeah. i i don't agree with what you're saying yeah and and if if you're in the freelance kind of environment or an agency environment it's really hard to to fire a client yeah but sometimes you have to because you can see where it's going to end up mm -hmm. Um, but other times I've had great results really actively listening and trying to figure mm -hmm. out what, what the issue is. And, and, and that's an opportunity for you to learn and grow and, and maybe change your process or change the design or change the campaign based on feedback. Yeah. Yeah. No, perfectly put. I concur 100% where... You, you got to push back for him, man. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I just said that earlier, didn't I? And here I am again, agreeing all the time. <laughs> no, but seriously, like, uh, you know, yeah, you're the expert. They mm -hmm. hired you to do this. You obviously want to give your, your best expert opinion. But in the end, um, like you said, they, they probably do know their clients better. Yeah. They've been in the industry longer. Um, whatever and and then there are some people that just have to rationalize their existence for their job and if they don't challenge something or feel like they've given some input yeah then they feel like they're not doing their job yeah um we call that that peeing on on the design they, <laughs> yeah. they just got to leave their mark yeah a little bit yeah there was a joke back in the day where um at at the agency we would always send a design we'd make the logo like 15 percent too big <laughs> And so their feedback was always, oh, make the logo a little bit smaller. Yeah. And we'd say, okay. And then that was their only feedback <laughs> they because they, like, they had yeah. to pee on it a little right, bit. They, they had to say, okay, I'm the boss. <laughs> yeah. I, I need to make at least one change here. I see the logo's too big. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's good. And one way we would I would get around that and continue to. So if any of the stakeholders that work with me currently are listening to this, uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> but, you know, as I'd create... Uh, maybe three different versions of a design if, if the mm. time and budget allowed where it's like, you know, here's the safe version that I know that they're asking for. Yeah. Here's the one I'd really like to do and I'm pushing the boundaries and it's going to be great for my portfolio. Mm -hmm. And then here's something in the middle. And then 
you know, nine times out of ten, they would want the middle one with some some small changes. Yeah. So I was able to get, let them pee on the process that way, <laughs> if you will. It's a horrible analogy, yeah. but it works. <laughs> but it makes sense. It makes sense. No, that's awesome. This has been a great conversation, Jeff. I've learned uh, more about you than I ever wanted to know. <laughs> Just kidding. No, it's been great. Um, but before uh, I let you go, is there? You know, let's say there's someone listening to this that's like, hey, I got to get in touch with this guy, pick his brain oh, about man. something. What's the best way to get a hold of you? Is there a social media platform or anything? Um, probably LinkedIn is best. Yeah. Um, Jeff Holmes, if you search for me on there, uh, uh, that would be best. I used to be on Twitter and Insta and Facebook, and, and yeah. then I just got too old yeah. for all of that. <laughs> right. and I'm just a grumpy old man now, and I deleted it all. <laughs> that's but, awesome. I'm, yeah. I'm having a. a, a midlife crisis with that stuff where I <laughs> earlier on I didn't do it and now I'm like I should try this and be like the cool kids and yeah but yeah. eventually I'll come to the same conclusion I'm sure that I'm too old too so awesome Jeff well thanks for your time and uh, get back to it yeah good to be here what did I tell you yeah a good one right and Jeff you got me I'm a pushover I, I agree too easy or or is it that you and I are cut from the same cloth. I think so. You know, if if I disagreed, I would push back. Okay. Um, I'm not a pushover. I'm not a big giant teddy bear. I got some fight in me still. Yeah. Don't you worry. And we're going to continue to keep bringing it here on Create or Die. And we're going to build it. We're going to make it bigger. We're going to branch out into other things. We're already doing that. Check us out on the different socials, on YouTube, on TikTok, on Facebook. I know, only old people on Facebook, but we're building something. It's just the ground floor right now, but I'm recruiting some people to help contribute, and we're going we're gonna to double, if not quadruple, the output. Now, that doesn't mean we're going to be bringing more than one episode of this podcast to you per week but you can expect more videos how-to videos behind the scene videos inspiring videos whatever as well as more merch and just stylish threads to be wearing and sporting so stay tuned and until next time my friends keep on creating create or die